0: I'm Alan Sevenwall. I'm the chief TV critic for Rolling Stone, which is a fancy way of saying that I watch TV for a living. But there are so many television shows being made now that even I can't watch all the ones I want to. But what if you didn't have to binge an entire series? What if you just looked at the very first episode of a show you'd never seen, and then the very last? Would you feel like you'd gotten a complete experience, or would you be completely lost at the end? Well, there's only one way to find out. Welcome to a new episode of Too Long, Didn't Watch. As our guest today, we are very pleased to have, you know him from a million things, including Human Giant, Children's Hospital, and its spinoff, Medical Police, available to stream right now on Netflix. Rob Hubel, thank you so much for coming in.
1: Thank you for being here. Uh, This is a crazy thing we're about to do.
0: Uh, In what way?
1: Um... Uh, I feel like I'm missing out. I'm a little panicky because I feel like this is a great show we're about to talk about.
0: What show are we here to talk about? We're tonight? here
1: to talk about The Leftovers. I feel like I should have picked something really dumb to do that, that I didn't care about because I feel like I'm going to care
0: about this show. All right. Well, we're going to find out about that. What are you watching these days?
1: Well, w- let me see. Should we say that when we're recording this, we're just on the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic? I think it was uh, announced yesterday. So I'm about to watch Watch every single show <laughs> i'm about to go into my bunker and uh watch every single television show ever produced i just finished succession which was amazing and i'm on the hunt right now i this is a great time for me to be doing this i my wife and i are looking for a new show we have a three year old that you know she goes to bed at night and we have basically two hours before we pass out and uh we typically watch you know anything so uh my wife f- kind of forces me to watch uh, sort of mindless HGTV, you know, stuff like that, any of that real estate bullshit. Can I say bullshit on this show? You can. Okay. So, yeah, you know, we watch dumb property bros, and you know, no offense to the Property Brothers, they're not dumb, but, you know, that that whole... Cat- you can
0: turn your brain off and watch yes, the Property Brothers. yeah, yeah.
1: Just let it all wash over you. So we're on the hunt for something great.
0: Okay. So when The Leftovers was on in the mid-teens, why didn't you watch it?
1: It was too long. I couldn't Watch it, Alan. It was too. <laughs> <long. No. laughs> um, it was on. It was definitely on my radar. Uh, and I feel I feel kind of bad because I'm not friends with Justin Throw But uh, am I saying his last name? I uh, I, I, th- should, th- if, I think it's Theroux. Theroux. See, I'm not friends. I'm glad I didn't say he was my best friend. But he's friends with like friends of mine uh, from Children's Hospital and stuff. You know, he's friends with David Wayne and Cam Marino and all those guys. And we've corresponded a little bit on Instagram. He said that he liked our new show, Medical Police, and uh, so he's seems like a really nice guy and now I feel bad. And then I did a little movie called Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town and I had like a couple scenes with Carrie Coon. Is it singular or plural?
0: Yeah, singular. singular. Carrie
1: Coon. Yep, so I can't say I'm great friends with her. I didn't even know her last name either. But I'm a fan of those people, and having met her, I just feel bad. In general, yes. I feel bad.
0: The, that sequence that the the two of you are in and Izzy gets the fuck across town is my favorite part of that movie. Oh, wow. Uh,
1: that Thank you for saying that. Uh, and she's amazing. She's yes. so incredible. I don't say this lightly. I, I do feel bad that I didn't watch this show. All
0: right. Do you have any idea what it's about?
1: No, I don't know. Uh, it's not about a restaurant that uh, has food (laughs) uh, left over after people leave, right? No, it is not. Okay, because that would also, we should pitch that show. (laughs) Where it's just about like, oh, what's this? Oh, it looks like uh, half a pastrami sandwich. Although,
0: I mean, at this point, it would have to be a period piece because no one's going to be going to restaurants for a little while. Weren't
1: restaurants a great idea? Yes. Do you remember when we all went
0: to restaurants? All right, so The Leftovers, it aired for three seasons on HBO from 2014 to 2017. It was adapted by Lost co-creator Damon Lindelof and Tom Parada from Parada Novel about a kind of sideways rapture that causes two percent of the population to vanish. Wow, um, it's in the opening scene, so I'm not spoiling too much for Okay, uh, it's first season start among others Justin Theroux, Amy Brenneman, Carrie Coon, Christopher Eccleston, and Margaret Qualley. Let's go back to the mid 2010s to find out what this version of The End of the World looked like. It's a red, uh, <sighs> it will start back up Amy Brenneman I'm is in, in this is yes. that what you said wow she
1: uh reminds me of my uh, TV wife from Transparent Amy Landecker yes and so that will also confuse me
0: I'm on 1 what's emergency my son's missing I need
1: Okay I like dogs I'm on board come <laughs> What the fuck? Okay. I don't like this show.
0: Oh, no. Not another dead animal. I I think there might be another dead animal.
1: This doesn't sound good. The old dream sequence trick.
0: Or was it?
1: The Rue is ripped. Yes. He did a lot of push-ups. Yep, he's often shirtless or more on this show. Well, then I'm on board. Every one of us was touched by the events of October 14th, but no one more than our honored speaker, Nora Durst, Did Carrie Coon win Emmy Awards for this? He was was never even nominated for an Emmy for this. That's bullshit. Oh, indeed.
0: All four of us sick and miserable, but alive and together. Okay. All right. A lot to to unpack. All right. So first reactions, what did you think of it?
1: Uh, Great pilot. Great pilot. As an outsider, I got to say there's a lot going on. I'm trying to track uh, several different storylines. I don't get the full picture, which is part of a pilot. They're not going to put all their cards on the table. But great performances. I'm fully on board, and now I'm pissed
0: off at myself <laughs> that I
1: didn't watch this show.
0: All right. So for the benefit of the people who did not just spend, you know, an hour and 20 minutes watching this pilot with yeah. us, briefly describe what happened to them.
1: Okay. The show opens, there's some kind of rapture going on. We don't know whether it's the end of the world or whether it's like, uh, you know, a biblical situation. Uh, there seem to be indications that even bad people were raptured. So therefore proving that um, this was not a, a religious event. Um, so we don't know exactly where two per, is it 2%? 2%. So 2% of the population just vanished. And now this town may... Mapleton, sounds like a delightful spot, is trying to deal with the fallout and then they they do uh very quickly sort of uh flash forward to 3 years later. And so now people are trying to still solve the mystery of what happened. Uh, we we don't fully know, but there are also some different players going on different camps if you will. There is some sort of cult going on. There's a group of people that Amy Brenneman is in. It's like this cult that doesn't talk. They just smoke a lot and they communicate with written messages to each other, but they obviously formed in reaction to this rapture situation but we don't know why the cult exists can i say cult i think it's yes, a cult yeah, yes yeah the,
0: the guilty remnant they yeah, call
1: themselves the guilty remnant thank you the gr they show up at a uh, at a parade in the pilot the town mayor thinks it would be a great idea on the third anniversary to have a parade to sort of celebrate or remember all of the victims or people that were raptured just in Rue's character says, no, that's a terrible idea. The GR is going to show up. The shit is going to go down. I can't tell you that I can keep people safe. Of course, that's what happens. Everybody, the town shows up. The parade is going great. And then right on cue, the GR shows up. They march down the hill in these white robes. They're all, (laughs) no one's talking. They're just smoking. And then they flash these signs that they made that spell out the phrase, stop wasting your breath. Well, you can't say that about people that were raptured so the townspeople go fucking ballistic and they get in the faces of all these people and they start beating the shit out of them i gotta say It would be kind of fun to beat up a defenseless person because the the gr people don't fight back yeah they they just take the abuse so they just keep smoking and all the townspeople just beat the fuck out of them so that's pretty satisfying to watch so they basically set up these opposing camps in the pilot and the other one that i am so Sort of trying to sort out they're not a cult, but they're the Justin Theroux's son, who I forget his name, Tommy, Tommy is involved in uh, taking people to see this. Religious figure question mark is 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 the guy's name Wayne? Holy Wayne. Holy Wayne. Uh I'm sorry, if you're listening to this show and you've watched the whole thing, you're gonna think I'm a fucking idiot. So Tommy is taking people to see Holy Wayne for money so that they can become unburdened. And I don't know exactly what that means. Am I doing a great job or you're, a terrible you're, job? No, you're okay.
0: you're doing a fine job. A lot happens and <laughs> so I, much happens. I, I had read the book that this was based on, and I think if I had not, I would have been lost too when yeah, I first watched but it.
1: But great pilot. Great great performances what a cool compelling world that they have built and I, very briefly i will just say again we're doing this right as our world is collapsing and coronavirus you know is just like exploding and everyone here is trying to figure out what to do we don't know how bad it's going to be if you're listening to this months from now you will say oh what an adorable thing that they did when they met up face to face and made a podcast people don't do that anymore now we live underground like mole people yes I don't know if that's where it's going but probably
0: so let's drill down on a few of the characters Uh, your former co-star Carrie Coon who did she play?
1: Carrie Coon we don't know exactly who she is I guess she's a mom in the town she gives a great great monologue of this speech about how she remembers this time when her family was all sick in bed with the flu and they couldn't leave the house and they just wanted to like die. And she says, like, I thought I was going to die. Like, that's the lowest of the low, like the worst memory she has of her family. So she tells that story on stage at the parade. And then she says, and right now I would like give anything to have that day back. Like just that shitty fucking day. I would love to have just to have, have them back for that. So, I took that to mean that, did her whole family get raptured? Yes, her
0: husband and both her young children.
1: Okay, so that's a bummer. Um, So she's dealing with that. And that's sort of all we know about her right now. And then, you know, Justin Theroux, who's trying to, he's the sheriff in the town. And then he's got his own shit going on too. You know, like he's, he's the father of two teenagers. His wife, they set up the whole pilot as if she has been raptured. At one point, he even looks at a picture on the wall and he fucking bashes it in shatters the picture with his elbow badass move i'm surprised his (laughs) shirt wasn't off when he did that um but then at the end it's revealed that his wife was not raptured she's just in the gr so he goes to see her at the end and he makes a tearful plea to please come home please come home and then that doesn't happen he gets the shit beat out of him and his
0: wife is
1: is Amy Brenneman, uh, Lori, who reminds me of my TV wife from Transparent, Amy Landecker. They look similar to me. Yeah. Uh, and they're both delightful people.
0: So everyone throughout this pilot keeps saying that they don't know what caused this event called the sudden departure. We see on the TV, like, senatorial hearings, trying to figure it out, and nobody has an answer. Do you expect this to be a show that's going to answer what happened?
1: Who? Well, knowing Damon Lindelof, did I pronounce his name you right? You did. I'm very concerned about the pronunciation of people's last names. I know that he came from the world of Lost and others st- where Lost sort of famously set up that world and then they d- ran away from answering the questions. I, I think yeah. they sort of chose not to address everything. If I had to guess, I would say that they may have learned a lesson from Lost and they probably want to pay it off a little bit. So, yeah, I'll roll the dice and say they tell us what happened.
0: Okay. Okay. So in this pilot you see that it's sort of it's Kevin Garvey the Justin Through character versus the guilty remnant and there's also the stuff going on with Holy Wayne down in his compound. What do you see as sort of the the driving narrative engine of the show or the big the chief conflict of the show?
1: You motherfucker. How dare you try to make me sort this out. Um <laughs> let me see. What would I do? I would imagine that the well alliances have to be formed (laughs) people have to fall in love uh people have to betray each other there have to be secrets that come out now this is way i'm being way too vague i I would imagine that um someone's oh oh i just to double back real quick in the gr um they don't talk so we got to figure that out and they they did talk at the end of the pilot when um Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. His daughter is named... Liv, whose character Liv Tyler. is Tyler, I know she's fantastic and she's a great actor. I just wanted to give a shout out to Aerosmith.
0: Of course, as um, one would.
1: I would imagine that people infiltrate the GR. I would imagine that Justin Theroux loses control of his teenage kids because they're teenagers. Tommy gets, I would imagine, fully sort of enslaved, for lack of a better word, in that organization. But we don't know whether that is real or whether Holy Wayne is a fucking hustler or, you know, a some sort of sham artist. Let me see. His teenage daughter, I think they got to mend their fences. They got to come together and say, look, we got to fucking work this shit out. We I need your help in figuring out what's going on and taking down Holy Wayne and his group and getting Tommy back out of there. These are wild swings and I don't know if any of this is right. And then also let's figure out what's going on in the GR. Is it real or is it a bullshit money making multi-level marketing? Does everybody have to sell Tupperware? Or Mary K Cosmetics. We don't know.
0: So based on just seeing this pilot so far, is there a character on the show you would want to play?
1: Justin through, yes, for t- a couple reasons. Number one, I think we can all agree I'm a great actor. Yes, great, great, great. And I want to say I'm in better shape than Justin. <laughs> no, I mean he. I mean he's he's so great in in the show, and I don't think I could do it justice. Like he, you can just see so much going on in his eyes and in his face and how he's how he's dealing with all this. So I don't think I could do a better job than what he's doing. So maybe I could play. Oh, you know, I would like to be on the police force. I would like to work with Theroux and help him fight the bad guys. I think that would be a really fun job, but I would take it seriously. I wouldn't dick around and try to make it funny. This is not a comedy show, but I would like to work with Theroux, you know, like maybe we could be partners or something like that.
0: Uh, You'd be the one who's like two days away from retirement. Yeah. Do you see any themes or conflicts in common with any of the shows you've been on previously?
1: I did a very low budget comedy movie with Craig Robinson and Anna Kendrick called Rapture Palooza. But it was sort of strangely the comedy version of this. Basically, the rapture happens and all the good people get sucked up to heaven and all the dirt bags and shitty people are left behind and that's us. So thematically, yes, the rapture happened in that movie is what I'm saying. (laughs) So there's a loose connection there. (laughs) I just did a show on uh, Netflix that I'm (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to plug Medical Police, which is sort of the, strangely enough, the comedy version of what we're fucking living through in our real lives right now, which is this coronavirus outbreak, global pandemic. We had no idea how on the nose we would be <laughs> they, when they wrote that show two years ago. You know, we didn't know that this we would be living through these times. You could connect that to this show, The Leftovers, just in, in the sense that there is a global Phenomenon happening that is a huge mystery, and you're trying to solve that mystery. So, I'll connect it to that.
0: All right, you ready to, to jump all the way to the end of the series to see if any of your guesses were right?
1: Man, this is gonna fucking shatter my mind. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, they went with a new open.
0: They did, yeah.
1: Nora, can you hear me? Yes.
0: Sarah, does the name Kevin mean anything to you? Because a man calling himself that came by yesterday.
1: If old Kevin is ripped, I'm gonna get pissed off. <laughs> I don't think he takes his shirt off. Did you tell him anything? <laughs> of course not. But I think he knew I was lying. So she and Kevin were obviously a couple for a long time? Yes. No. On the show? Okay. What are you doing? And he is for some reason acting well, as well, if um, they
0: were not. I've been
1: oh, he's acting?
0: Yes. You know, he's or, been, at, or at least she thinks he's acting. Yes. We don't know. Okay. You showed a picture of me to the nun at the convent. That's how you found out where I lived. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I have a picture of you? I just came from there. She told me that you asked if I... Are you married?
1: He's getting down to business. What? Uh, Are you married? He's become a creepy old man. (laughs) I I noticed you weren't wearing a wedding ring. uh, And I saw that they were having a dance in town. (laughs) Will you dance with me? If I would watched the show, I'd probably be crying at this point, right? Yes. Oh, I
0: was big time. That's when I understood over here, We lost some of them, but over there, they lost all of us. When I got there, I stood behind a tree across the street, and I waited. At first, I didn't recognize them, and I understood that here in this place, they were the lucky ones, and I was a ghost. And that, Kevin, is when I changed my mind. I came back here, and I knew that if I told you what happened, That you would never believe me.
1: I believe you. You do? Why wouldn't I believe you? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That's an awesome (laughs) finale. (laughs) And I haven't even fucking seen the show. But uh, that really makes me mad at myself for not having watched it at the time. But what fucking... Good performances, man. Shit.
0: Carrie Coon is amazing.
1: Unbelievable. Yep. And Theroux is no slouch. No, not at all. Really interesting finale. Was that an hour? Uh, It's about an hour 10. It didn't feel like that at all. And I have not, again, I have, I'm not invested in this. I have not watched the show, but like for an episode where it's all exposition, I mean, there's no explosions or no one's running. There's no guns or car chases. It's just all exposition. Like it didn't feel like over an hour to me. Yeah. A lot to unpack. All
0: right. Well, let's start here then. Yeah. Again, for the benefit of the people who did not just spend the last 70 minutes watching it. Yeah. What roughly happens?
1: Carrie Coon goes into a machine that allows her to cross over to go see her kids and her family. And we don't know what happened. And then, so we see her enter the machine and it's sort of like the matrix. It's a little pod and it fills up with water. Then it hard cuts to, I don't know why people say hard cut. A cut is a cut, no matter what it is. Uh, It cuts to her way in the future. Now, an, an older person living in Australia. We don't know how or where or why we don't know whether that's, you know, the viewer doesn't know what's going on certainly this viewer, and we find out that it's just way in the future, and Justin through his character Kevin, goes and finds her there, and they are reunited, and they go to a wedding. You know, they sort of dance around. He is acting as though he doesn't remember a lot of stuff.
0: So he's basically you in this episode. (laughs) Yes. He has not watched the rest of the show either.
1: Yes, exactly. I could have played him in the finale. (laughs) Yeah. And then so we basically learned there at the end what actually happened, that she crossed over and went to see her family and then got there and saw that they were fine, that they were happy, that they had like moved on. And as she says, like she was now a ghost. So you're seeing it from both sides. You're learning about the loss and the longing of losing somebody from both sides of it <sighs> tough stuff but yeah really good look I, I like I'm affected by that and like I didn't even fucking watch the show
0: well I remember earlier there's a scene where they're slow dancing at the wedding and you kind of joked like if I'd watched the rest of the show I would be crying but yeah. you, you're kind of worked up now at the end
1: yeah, man, that's fucking good shit.
0: And that's and Nora as a character who is in the pilot for maybe two or three minutes. She gives a speech, and that's all we see of her. Then you jump to this finale that is all Nora. She's yeah, in every scene.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, of course, I extrapolated that she's the lead. You know, I, I knew from being in the world and seeing marketing that she's the the lead of the show. But really incredible, and what a cool idea. To see uh and, and I don't know, I have so many questions about all of the other storylines that were going on, but I guess like at this point there was nothing else to resolve. Like, that was the only thing left. I'm I'm assuming everything
0: else had been tied up. They had dealt with everything except what was going to happen between Kevin and Nora and this question of what caused the sudden departure and where the people went.
1: Yeah. She said something that really struck me when she's explaining about crossing over. She said, you know, we had lost, and I'm paraphrasing, we had lost some of them, but they had lost all of us. And that's like it's it's really fascinating. That's a really just interesting angle on that, you know. Like if you think about that, like oh, dead people. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know how this fits into the larger picture there, but like, yeah, dead people have lost
0: all of us, but we've only lost some yes. of them.
1: But anyway, yeah. So let's unpack some more stuff. Well,
0: alright I, I have an important question. Then yes. and I I'm, I'm, I almost hesitate to ask this because a why am times... I being
1: such a pussy? Why am I why am I crying like a baby? No. Uh... Uh, and for the listener. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't crying, cry, but I. Uh, you know, people don't yes. care. I, I, I can, I can cry. I'm, uh, I'm capable of feeling human emotions.
0: So you believe the story that she tells Kevin at the end?
1: Hmm. Well, I guess as an outsider. I would like to believe that because I think that that is a really beautiful exploration. But you're saying that that didn't happen?
0: No, I'm I'm saying it's ambiguous. Oh, we don't know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it cuts right from her. She's about to say something as the pot is filling up and then she's just an old woman in Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, I would, li- I would like to. I feel like we've come this far and we've enjoyed, I'm assuming we've all enjoyed the ride and we're uh, emotionally invested in these characters and what happened. To them, so why fuck with us?
0: You know, like let's assume that's real. Were you surprised by how different this? Did this feel different to you from the pilot? First of all,
1: yeah, totally. I also feel like this pilot may have been an exception to the rest of the series. Like, I'm sure that the rest of the series, because people, I don't think would watch such a slow paced series. I'm, I'm yeah. not not that this is an action series or anything, but like, there's so much that you have to stick in a finale, which is really hard. And, yeah you know everyone knows that that finales are almost impossible to do well and i actually have no idea how this was received if people liked it oh, or people they hated it they did okay yeah. good yeah so it's just such a hard thing to do i think writing wise to tie up all the loose ends and really make that satisfying for people that's a really huge task to undertake so that's such a big swing and i feel like the only thing you can do is what they did which is just have people talk <laughs> like yeah. you can't you know, you just have to have people sit down face-to-face and have, like, long, heartfelt <laughs> confessions and also
0: a shitload of symbolism. Yes. The, very cool. Yeah, the goat and the beads and everything. Yeah, and the
1: bird's coming back at the end, that everything's coming back to normal now, and, yeah, everybody's coming back home. So let's unpack some other stuff. Well,
0: you, you said you had questions. You Yeah, okay. okay.
1: What's the deal with Holy Wayne?
0: Holy Wayne uh, is less prominent. Like, he's basically only a season one character. Oh, wow. He's okay. sort of, in the very next... Next episode, the like the ATF now has an anti-cult task force after the departure and they come and they raid the compound and Tommy is on the run for most of season one. And then eventually Holy Wayne uh, gets shot and like randomly bumps into Kevin in a men's room, like right as he's dying and grants Kevin some kind of magical final wish that we'd never actually find out what it is.
1: Okay. And does he actually have
0: magical abilities or is he a shyster? The first major Nora episode, she meets him uh, after a conference. He offers to give her one of his special hugs and he does it
1: wait a second i've had a special hug before and i didn't like it
0: <laughs> she hugs him and she feels much better afterwards for a little while and then she goes back to being upset and eventually you know making the decision she makes at the start here so we don't
1: know if he has any real ability to unburden people or whether no.
0: that's just bullshit. well there's a lot of stuff over the course of the series that could be magical But they never say, and what what Lindelof has said to me a number of times is they figure, all right, well, if 2% of the world's population went away, then maybe 2% of this show is supernatural, but we're never going to say which parts are and are not. So a lot of it is left up.
1: Lindelof loves to do this to us. Yes. Can you unpack some of the GR for me?
0: This is good because I have some multiple choice questions for you. Oh, shit. All right. So, this way, we we Is can, there a prize? Uh, the, the prize is spending more time with, with me, which okay. is the best prize of all, really. So, this was a show that scared a lot of people off over the course of that first season. <laughs> uh, it was just, it was too intense. And even Lindelof has said, like, he was just got really depressed making it and made it way too dark. Wow. So, they came back for the second season and the tone changed a bit. You got.
1: you Doot, <laughs> doot, 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 yeah. doot, doot, doot. Do, you got a taste of
0: it here in this finale but let me ask you the second season's opening scene takes place in outer space the bottom of the sea or cavemen times. Damn it.
1: I'll say I mean it's probably like a dream sequence so it could be any of those but uh, I'll I'll say bottom of the sea.
0: Alright let's see what it is
1: I see the fire. I know where this is going. Cavemen times.
0: Yep. There's an extended sequence where um, there's an earthquake that takes out like an entire cavewoman village and there's one survivor Whoa. And she is dealing with the same survivor's guilt that Nora and everybody else deals with in the present.
1: Wow! And they just had this scene as a one-off. as, yeah, as like, a one-off. I could have played one of these cavemen <laughs> easy. When season two started, people were like, "What the fuck?" Entirely, I am not. I am not going to watch an entire season of cave people.
0: But but it was weird because there was a lot of people who had written off the show as too dour and too punishing and the the ones who were at least willing to watch the season 2 premiere i remember the reaction being wow this is not what i was expected and yeah, it seemed yeah almost weirdly playful
1: uh, and have you talked to Damon may I call him Damon sure about uh, like the the process with HBO like I, I wonder how HBO is creatively if they're weighing in with him on like uh, story storylines and like where it's going and oh that's
0: too dark I think they all realized it had gotten too dark yeah. uh, and it's certainly not like a happy show afterwards you know sure. it's a tearjerker throughout but what future Oscar winner injured themselves in real life while filming for the show a trampoline scene scored to a Wu-Tang Clan song. Was it Mahershala Ali, Regina King, or Laura Dern?
1: That sounds like something Mahershala would do.
0: Alright, let's find out. Uh, First (laughs) of all, Wu-Tang Clan is the fucking best. They are.
1: They are the best in the world. There we go. Oh, it's Regina King. I knew it. I knew it. I shouldn't have said Mahersh. I should not have said that. It's Regina. (laughs) She's
0: also the best. That's awesome. A running gag on the show involves the entire cast of a TGIF sitcom all vanishing in the sudden departure, only for it to pay off later when we find out that one of them faked their disappearance.
1: Can you read that again? Would you say a TGIF sitcom? Yeah,
0: like the entire cast of one of the TGIF shows all vanishes in the sudden departure. What's a
1: TGIF show?
0: The ABC family sitcoms from the late 80s and early 90s.
1: Alan, that's Inside Baseball.
0: They, they promoted it like that way. An entire, an entire generation what? loves the TGIF brand.
1: Okay, okay, keep going.
0: Okay, regardless. The entire cast of a, a, an ABC family sitcom. Thank you. All departing, and it, it paid off later when we found out that one of the actors actually faked their disappearance. Which show was it? Perfect Strangers, Full House, or Family Matters? Uh I think it would be
1: best if it's Perfect Strangers.
0: Alright, let's find out.
1: They just called from downstairs. You know who it is? It's Nora Durst.
0: <laughs> yeah. Please, come wait, on in. Marklin Baker as himself.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yep, and he gives this uh, I'm incredible the, dramatic monologue.
1: I'm on the fucking board. Way to go. Wait, you set that up like that's a gag. Like, that seems like a legit storyline. Yes, it
0: is. A, he, he actually is involved with the scientists who, who have built the machine, and that's all I will say about that okay. for now. Okay, okay. All right. In the final season... Several characters travel to Melbourne using what unusual method of transportation? A, a hot air balloon piloted by Marklin Baker, B, a ferry boat with a lion themed orgy, or C, a submarine commandeered by a naked Frenchman on his way to prevent a sea monster egg from hatching in the South Pacific. Whoever writes your questions
1: is on a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> uh, those are some very specific scenarios. I would say C, the submarine.
0: The submarine actually happens on the show, but it is not how the characters get to Melbourne. It's in a you, different that, episode. That's fucking, give me some points. That's <laughs> bullshit. Fair. I will give you points for that. Okay. But the actual answer is the lion-themed uh, sex boat.
1: Oh, I was not going to pick that one. I thought it might be the hot air balloon. No,
0: and, it, and at the, very, the end of the episode with the lion-themed sex boat, there's a character on board the boat claiming to be God. Uh, and Matt does not like him at all. And they have a big argument. And then this is how the episode ends. Wow.
1: This show went
0: crazy. Oh, my God, yes.
1: The budget for this show.
0: So the guy in the red baseball cap has claimed to be God.
1: Whoa, what a great (laughs) stunt. What a fucking awesome stunt. (laughs) Did he let the lion out of the cage to scare away the police and the lion ended up killing him?
0: Protesters let the lion out of the cage. Oh, they let him out. Okay.
1: That's an awesome. Is that the cold open? That's the
0: end of an episode.
1: Oh, wow. That's fucking awesome. I would not want to be that stunt man that did that stunt. Because that that lion has no idea that we're filming a TV show. That lion is like, oh, is this your head? I'm going to eat it. Let's give
0: Rob a break so that you guys can have a chance to answer a question. The Leftovers was a show that bounced around in location a lot, starting out in the New York suburbs and ending in Australia. Where did Kevin, Nora, and many of the show's other characters relocate for the second season? A, to Amsterdam so Kevin could more easily get high every day to deal with his grief. B, to a town in Texas where nobody got raptured. Or C, to a survivalist compound in the Utah salt flats to find protection from the guilty remnant. Think you know the answer? Let's see if you're right with help from my Google assistant. Hey Google, where did season two of The Leftovers take place? According to Wikipedia, in the second season, the location shifts from Mapleton to the fictional town of Jarden, Texas, where not a single citizen was lost in the sudden departure. There you have it. Jarden, Texas, sometimes referred to on the show as Miracle. Thanks, Google. And now, back to our show. Alright, the last one is, which of the following happens when Kevin has a near-death experience and wakes up in a mirror dimension? A, he's an international assassin. B, he has to sing karaoke to return to the land of the living. C, he is president of the United States. Or D, all of the above. Jeez.
1: Well, it's got to be all of the above. You wouldn't have given me that option.
0: Yes. You're very smart, and it is, in fact, all of the above because they go to this place three different times, and here is a clip of him as the President of the United States.
1: What the fuck is this show about? <laughs> that guy's rocking a sweet mustache.
0: Now, your penis, please, sir. My what?
1: Your penis. Place it on the other scanner, please, sir. Why? Mr. President, due to advancements in plastic surgery, anyone with enough resources can copy a person's face. But your, uh, your penis, sir, uh, well, they're not going to go to that length. I could have played that guy. <laughs> your penis, sir.
0: <laughs> Whip it out, put it on the scanner. So he's the president of the United States who has to scan his well, own dick. You're,
1: you're kinda you're kinda messing with me here. Did he whip out his dick? Did we get to see it?
0: You don't see it, you uh, hear it though.
1: You hear a thud?
0: Yes, you hear a very loud thud.
1: A loud one? Yes. Come on.
0: No, there's it's a running gag on the show that Theroux
1: was like, uh, can we make that louder? <laughs> Guys, make it louder. More of like a thwonk. <laughs> um That's right. so amazing. This show is like now bonkers to me yes like really crazy i gotta watch this show i have to watch it uh, i'm so disappointed in myself that i didn't watch it because i have loved this
0: so do you, so it sounds like, are you actually going to go watch the show now? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I got to get my, I uh, I got to somehow hook my wife into it. How am I going to, because my wife controls me. How do I get her on board? I,
0: the thing you just have to keep telling her is if she's struggling in the first season. We're going to see Theroux's dick. We're going to hear it. Yes, yes. There's, there's She'll a lot. watch it if there's a, a
1: chance of that. A lot
0: of talk of Theroux's dick, certainly. And Great. Just, but beyond that, just say like, look, even if it's hard now, the payoff is going to be so worth it. And when once you get to see two you'll just be on rails and i oh, think it'll be okay
1: great yes great that's a hard it's a
0: hard ask because that's, that's you a hard ask because there are a
1: lot of shows that do that by accident i mean yeah. certainly no one tries to do that but like you know how many times have you been like well if you just get through the first fucking six hours yeah i
0: mean that's what i was told about succession me
1: too that's what i'm that's what i was thinking when i said that like everyone said like well just get to the point where he's in the tunnel and, you know where he's like <laughs> as the freak you know and you're like all right when's the tunnel coming you know yeah and then it's awesome you know. You now um but uh, yeah, that, that's a um, that's a tricky thing. I'm gonna get my wife to watch us, and we, we gotta
0: we gotta get on board with this. All right. So before we watch the finale, you sort of guessed what you thought the show would be. Clearly, it went in a different direction. Which version do you prefer? What little you've seen of the actual thing, or what you had in your head?
1: Well, I mean, was I how how far off was I? I mean, like um, I, I was just taking sort of general swings at relationships and alliances and stuff like that. But just that, the but,
0: idea that like the guilty remnant. And ultimately is not a thing by the end of the show. Oh
1: yeah, that's very surprising. Because, but you know they they should do that. Like I feel like a good pilot and good writers set up stuff, and they're like, you know what, we're done with this. We're yeah. done. Like let's keep it going. Let's keep people engaged. You know. So I think like a smart writers room will say like fuck it, and you know let's uh, let's not be married to to this group of people anymore. Let's just get on to the to the next thing. And like I think you have to constantly refresh things. Things and keep the world interesting and fluid so that people will come back to it. So yeah, I was way off, but uh, it seems like it's going to be a way better show than what my dumb mind could have imagined.
0: <laughs> so on the one hand, I'm sorry that I kind of made you watch the show this way, I mean, but on you, the other, you're going to watch it now.
1: Yeah, but you really should apologize to <laughs> all of your guests. You have to, you know, as soon as they come in, you have to say, I'm so sorry, uh, because it does, uh, it does ruin the show, but not really, because yeah, I am... I'm definitely gonna go watch it now. I mean, dude, I gotta say the acting in this show is unbelievable. Yes, I mean Carrie Coon is a killer. Yep. She is a killer. Like,
0: and I'd never seen her in anything, and now what I will watch. Where did she come she from? Does. What did she come from? Um Chicago theater. Uh, she course. was. In, she was in *Steppenwolf*. Of course. Of uh, course. Then she came to New York. She and Tracy Letts are now married. She they were in a play together, and so she'd done some theater. She was had a small role in *Gone Girl* as I think Ben Affleck's sister. Oh, right. But basically, this was it. So it's she. Fought out of the sky, and she's this great.
1: She is a fucking amazing and through again, yeah. knocking it out of the park. I'm so jealous of those guys. Gotta People. get on this show. I gotta get on the show. Can't they do a fourth season with me? <laughs> All right, Alan, I appreciate you. I would not have, I would have gone my whole life and not have taken the time to do this, to bookend a great series like this and certainly jump into it in this fashion. But I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. It's a terrible thing to do to somebody. (laughs) but an effective way to, to hook them in, and I'm
0: hooked. Rob Hubel, I thank you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thanks to all of you for tuning in to Rolling Stone and OBB Sounds Too Long Didn't Watch. Presented by Google Assistant, this is Alan Sepinrol reminding you to please let the mystery be. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed the foolishness you just heard, we'd like to ask you to do the same things that all podcasts ask you for. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform, and please spread the word to anyone else you know who might enjoy it too. This has been OBB Sound and Rolling Stone's Too Long Didn't Watch, brought to you by Google Assistant and hosted by me, Alan Sepinwall. Executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Elias Tanner, and Alyssa Walker of OBB Sound, a division of OBB Media, and Gus Winter of Rolling Stone. Co-executive produced by Arlen Konopaki and Grace Delia of OBB Sound and Bridget Chelsea and Maria Fontura of Rolling Stone. The production was engineered by Evan Menick and Daniel Wanacott. Edited, mixed, and mastered by Michael Capuano. Sound designed by Michael Capuano. Original music by Daniel Wanacott. Production assistants were Jennifer Spotts and Raquel Dominguez.